What is up, everybody? This is Brayden from Flint Mastering, and I am the host and content curator of the Mixing Music Podcast exclusive episodes. And today we have for you an exclusive archive, which means you're going to hear an exclusive episode that DK and I recorded almost a year ago. You're going to have the chance to hear what our exclusive episodes are all about and how much fun and learning goes on between me and DK as we discuss technical tips and important techniques in relation to producing mixing and mastering. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to be a part of the exclusive content we provide twice a week, you can do so by heading over to mixingmusicpodcast.com forward slash exclusive. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. And we couldn't do this podcast without you. I hope you enjoy this episode of the exclusive archives. And with that, happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. another exclusive subscriber-only episode of the Mixing Music Podcast. First and foremost, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for supporting us. We love you and we appreciate you. And today, I will be your host, Brayden from Flint Mastering. And joining me is the legendary Daddy DKO. What's up, DK? What up? Good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever the hell you're listening to this episode. We have a good one planned for you today. How are you doing, Brayden? Well, my wife had the vid, and now I've got it. So <laughs> you wait, you're you have it currently at this moment. <laughs> yes, currently at this moment, I have the vid nineteen. Oh my! Why did you agree to record this episode? Because we, because we need content. We need episodes for this week. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was like, this guy is tired. No, he's got COVID. That's a <laughs> no. It's okay. I'm good. I'm. Good. Are you sure? Yes, I've already had it twice before, so it's really not that bad. It's basically just oh, like yeah. body aches and my voice sounds deeper. <laughs> Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, so. I mean, you're young, you're fine, I think, but <laughs> as long as you're consenting to this, whatever, yeah. we are risking our bodies for you. That's <laughs> what this content is about. So uh, please, thank you so much for subscribing to the content. We appreciate every single one of you. All right, let's play. Let's uh, let's have you introduce it. And let's let's get started. <laughs> cool. Then. I just like to say, you always say you're young. We're the same age. <laughs> We're both twenty. We're young. We're we are young. young. <laughs> We're young. <laughs> Cool. Well, anyways, okay, so today <laughs> we have a clip. I totally forget about that every <laughs> single time. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> All right, today we have a clip from Bernie Grundman, who is a legendary mastering engineer. He runs Bernie Grundman Mastering Studios, where Mike Bosey, the other legendary mastering engineer, works out of. They built their own analog EQ desk. Like, they do vinyl, everything. They're the mastering engineers, mastering engineers. So... Today we're going to listen to a clip from him talk about sample rate and digital EQs. And without further ado, Bernie Grunman, roll the tape. We usually use, we have a Pro Tools unit that we play back everything from. And of course, but we don't care what sampling rate it is. It can be, sometimes we get in things with, from five different mixers and they've got all different sampling rates and bit rates. That's okay. We play it back the way it was recorded, but we convert everything to analog. And then we equalize with analog equalizers. 
We don't use digital equalizers. We never found any that we really like. Sometimes we use them. I'm not saying we don't use them. Sometimes we need something, like I was saying earlier, we need something that does that we can't quite get with our analog ones. You know, we need something that's maybe ultra sharp and we can't change the cue to that sharpness because the digital ones are more flexible, but they do have a thumbprint. They have a sound to them. When you put them in the circuit, you're gonna hear it, but sometimes it's worth it. And my only rule of thumb is that if you're gonna do something like that, or you're even gonna put a, uh, some sort of plug-in in your mix or whatever, just make sure you're getting more than you're losing. You know, make sure that it's worthwhile. Awesome. So we heard Bernie talk about they'll get songs in at all sorts of different sample rates and they don't care. It doesn't matter to them, different bit depths, whatever, because some of the albums they do or projects they do might have like five different mixers on there that all did things at a different sample rate. So before we dive into the digital EQ side, which he talked about, which was really interesting, let's talk about sample rate and bit depth first, DK. How important is it to you? How much do you care about it? And how much should our listeners really pay attention or focus on it? Uh, yeah, it's not that important. Um, I do think that it's important to keep what you get, meaning that if you don't have to dumb down the sample rate, then don't. Uh, like if, if they recorded it in 96 um, and your computer can handle it, then might as well mix it down and then dither it later or like uh, downsample it later. So the cool thing is when you're working in the analog domain, you actually don't have to use dithering because you're not downsampling. So, for example, if you go out 96K, right, out, out of your converters, you go through the analog gear and then you reconvert back in, but when you convert back in, you go 44.1. It's not technically downsampling. It's just resampling at that at a new conversion rate. So these super analog mastering engineers don't actually don't have to downsample anything, which is a really great thing about it. But uh, I mean, same with any sort of like film uh, photography editing or any sort of like file compression. It's better to downsample everything at the very very end rather than like. From the beginning, or it's like upsampling doesn't work at the very least. Uh, a couple things that I want to talk about with his point um, is it's interesting. One of the things that he said is that digital EQs leave a thumbprint. That's interesting to me. As as and the reason why I say that is because okay, does analog gear not? So so the point is like. That's like the entire. I don't. I didn't get his argument. That like that where there was no argument there because I was like, are, are you trying to say analog gear is completely clean? <laughs> because that's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought too when I listened to it. Yeah. So um, at least the way that he worded it just wasn't coherent and didn't make any sense. Um, plus, I think his argument is bullshit. But I mean, that's that's <laughs> we're talking about Bernie Grumman. Like he's 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 much more experienced than I am. Maybe he has some magic. The point is, like, it doesn't really matter that much. And most people, including professionals and myself, don't care nor can hear the difference that much. Um, and it's okay. I, I I'm tired of I'm trying to break this stigma of engineers just playing the whose dick is bigger game. <laughs> I'm done with this. And like, if I can't tell a difference, I'm gonna tell you I can't tell a difference. And there are going to be times where I definitely, definitely can, and things are definitely worth it. But just to say a blanket statement that digital EQs are worthless or, like, they're, they're, they leave a thumbprint, which is just, again, the funniest <laughs> way to explain something, is, is kind of bullshit. Is re, not kind of. Is, is hugely bullshit. 
um, because there are a lot of very, very highly experienced and awarded mastering engineers that strictly are only in the box. Yep. Um, and saying saying some elitist, my dick is bigger than yours, analog EQ shit is really only shitting on them. And it's just not true, especially to the average at-home producer and mixer and engineer. Why, why would you want to make them feel insecure? It's not true at all. So if you're working at home and you don't have access to this analog stuff, I'm going to tell you firsthand right now as a professional, that should not hurt your creative process, nor should it make you feel insecure. And all of that shit that Bernie Grunman is doing is mostly marketing. I'm not denying his experience. I'm not denying that he knows a lot more than I do. But I am denying that it's a lot more fluff and it's way less practical than it comes off being. I do want to, I think the most important part of this episode that we should learn from is the sample rates thing. Uh, is, is if you get a session at 48, mix it at 48, or whatever, 96, I, I mean, and 192, I mean, 192 is kind of pointless, but uh, I, whatever, whatever you can. Uh, every, everybody that's listened to this episode should go check out The Mastering Show by Ian Shepard. It's another podcast, and like within the first 10 episodes, I've talked about this on the main show multiple times, he talks about converters and conversions and sample rates in more detail than we will ever get into on this episode. It's really, really interesting. And maybe we should pull some clips from his show um, in the future. But it's a really, really interesting show. You should check it out. One of the things that he argues, actually, is that the actual manufacturing process of converters, in order to make a converter that can process and convert signals at the same quality in all those different sample rates, would cost $50,000 plus. And so in order to make a cheaper interface that does all these sample rates, you have to you have to skimp and make sure some of the sample rates just don't work as well and you have one main sample rate. So for example, and he even has like tests where you can do like tones through your computer and if you hear anything at all, that means it's distorting and that sample rates may not work for you. Um, the, the link in the anyway, you should just check out his show. It's really interesting. I did that with mine when I was working on UAD. I found out that 4824 was the best. Uh, specifically, it wasn't it wasn't bit depth. It was just sample rate. But 48k was actually the best, highest quality sample rate that I can get out of my interface. Um, so, which is very interesting. So, there's it's not just what you get, but it's also how well your converters work, which is just a whole other dimension for it. But again, is this practical? And I'm all about practicality. Like, if you're a home, even if you're a home mastering engineer, like. I wonder how practical this is. Can I hear the difference between 44.1 and 48K? Uh, no. Not really. Nope. Maybe. I think I've been able to tell once or twice. <laughs> and, like, it's funny because that's one of those things where it's like, it depends on the song and how much high-frequency content in the song. So if it's, like, a dark song, I'm definitely not going to be able to tell. But if it's, like, a really bright, annoying song, maybe I'll be able to tell. So it's, like, it's, so it's like even less practical. Cause <laughs> yeah. That's how hard it is to hear that stuff. And, and that's coming from, like, a trained ear. Like, whenever I do, like, engine ears, or not engineers, uh, the sound gym, where yeah. it's, like, they, like, categorize you and do, like, sound tests to figure out where you're at. Like, I'm always in the 98th percentile for all this stuff. So it's, like, this is not, this is no bullshit kind of thing. So it's it's interesting. I agree. It's And, and it's uh, something that I think people sometimes focus on a little too much. And I can tell you just from my own personal experience, I can't hear the difference between forty four one and forty eight. I mean, it's like the only time I feel like I 
but Brayden, you're a mastering engineer. You can't say that thing out loud. Well, you can't say that out loud. People won't trust you. Maybe it's because I suck. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's definitely because... No, I'm just kidding. I'm teasing you. <laughs> no, no. But, but I mean, that's the point, though. It's like, I think that's important to like be able to admit... And again, like I'm really, really tired of the audio engineering. Like I, this is like a really explicit way of saying it. Like, but I don't see it any other way. It's literally a dick measuring competition, <laughs> and that doesn't make that doesn't make anybody better. All it does is it makes everybody, including yourself, more insecure. Yep. So it's like it doesn't help anybody, and it like low key to me, it makes you look bad. <laughs> and I'm gonna judge you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, you hear this? All right, all right, whatever, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, going back to kind of what, you know, Bernie Grumman had said, like, when I get songs for mastering, I don't, and also what DK said, I don't upsample at all. Like, I'm just going to master it at what it came in. Um, there is a mastering engineer. His name is Justin Perkins. He does <clears throat> lots of stuff for WaveLab, and he he talks frequently about, like, either, either he has the most insane clients ever because all of his files are 96 K 192 uh or no excuse me they're they're all 96k and like I think he's upsampling when it comes in because there's no way all of his clients are sending him 96k files uh but like in my own personal experience it's just better to just master it at what it's at and then send it back or if you're mixing just mix it what you get the files at send it back and the thing is the only people who worry about it are like super engineer nerds like nobody nobody listening in their airpods is like oh this must be 44 <laughs> one like there there are hi-fi enthusiasts that also claim to the same level that me- some of these dick measuring mastery engineers do that they can hear it um but i've talked to uh, i've talked to a few friends that are hi-fi enthusiasts like real hi-fi enthusiasts that have spent thousands and thousands and thousands of hours listening to various different devices and things uh yeah even when when it gets down to it, even they admit it's like yeah, it's a little bit bullshit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm going from like MP3 to Wave or like MP3 to Lossless is is a good one. Yeah. Um, going from SoundCloud to anything <laughs> sounds better. SoundCloud <laughs> just sounds like shit. I'm sorry. Yeah, it does. It's so bad. It's to the point where like if you try to get me to do mix rev- mix feedback for your mix, but you're giving me a SoundCloud link, I'm like not confident with my feedback because it's like it's going through SoundCloud compression, like. Everything yeah. changes so much. But other than that, if you're in lossless already, like how much definition you can get in lossless. Also, uh, if I ever wanted to blow up and sabotage someone's computer, what I do is pull up a session in 192 and then pull up one Acoustica plugin and then their <laughs> computer is fried. <laughs> the Acoustica plugins are CPU hogs. Oh my gosh, dude. Like they sound great, but holy cow. That's good to Especially know. Especially when I like upsample it 192 times. <laughs> <laughs> the little clipper does that for some reason. Lou's been using it. Told uh, me about it. That's good to know because I uh I've been I've been considering purchasing acoustica plugins because apparently they're amazing. But Yeah, but you're a mastering engineer. You only use like up to 15 <laughs> yeah, max. Eight, eight at the most. <laughs> yeah, good, 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 good. That's a good number to be at. That's a good number. Or I guess what's the max you can do on Pro Tools? Ten? Yeah, it's 10 at yeah, the most. Yeah, that's the max you could do in yeah. Pro Tools. It's, ne- it's never 10, though. It's like 8 at the most. And three of those are normally limiters. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the, and the last thing I'll say is, uh, you know, when Bernie was talking about his, like, EQs, he said, make sure you're gaining more than you're losing. 
and I know he was talking about like digital EQs and the footprint they leave and all that stuff. And but uh, I think that's a really good point to keep in mind, especially when mastering. If you're using an EQ, make sure that you're not totally killing the track. Make sure you're not just like totally thinning it out or making it way too bright or things like that. You know, make sure if you're going to use an EQ, whether it's analog or digital, like Bernie says, just make sure you're gaining more than you're losing and you'll be good to Amen. go. Amen. So cool. Well, on that note, I think we'll wrap it up. Takeaway from this, Bernie Grundman is full of horse shit. No, I'm just kidding. No, wait, wait. That, that, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> No, 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 that's not true. He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I know, I, what I'm I know. saying is that it's just not practical. Yeah, no, I'm just, it's just teasing. Not practical. I uh, I would give a million dollars. Oh my dollars gosh, to... I d- I know it's it's. I gotta be clear because there's gonna be people who are like unsubscribe. <laughs> I hate this guy. <laughs> like some some like oh man, yeah. some purists. No, let's be clear. I would I would take out a no, loan. No, no, no. From... What I'm saying is that Bernie Grundman's dick is bigger than mine. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. He's told me. He's told me himself. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what, well, what is that? What movie is that from? When he's like, they're like, uh, it's like, um, it's like, oh, he he's super nice. He told me himself. <laughs> I have no idea. I've never heard oh, of that. Oh man, I forgot what that's from. <laughs> Maybe leave a comment or just DM us if you know what that's from. Yeah, or or know the exact quote because I know I butchered it. Or if you can hear the difference between forty four one and forty eight, DM us. Yeah, no, yeah, and, and like this is, we're not going to make fun of you for it, but like actual, like practical conversations. We'd love to have conversations with you. Um, DM uh, at Flint Mastering. Yep. Um, we'd love to have a conversation with you, maybe even spark some future episodes and maybe even spark, spark some more research into a different direction. So uh, um, we always recommend it. Just again, hit up at Flint Mastering. Braden will get back to you, I promise. I will. I respond very promptly to my Instagram messages. So for the housekeeping. That's awesome. Make sure you go to youtube.com forward slash DK Mixes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel where more exclusive content will be coming out in the future. It's free. It's, it's, it's literally free. So if you don't subscribe, you a bitch. No, I'm just kidding. Don't, <laughs> don't take that out. Leave that out. Or maybe leave it in because I said take it out. <laughs> and then more people. Unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> this, is just, this is just totally... <laughs> We've gone off the rails. It's time to leave end this it. all in. we got to leave this all in. Yep. All right. Cool. We well, love that I note, love you though. I love you though. Whether you subscribe or not, but I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. We have so many more people that have subscribed to this exclusive content. Like every single one of you, like so amazing. We have new people that subscribe almost every single day. Um, literally, you are the butter to my bread, the uh, socks for my children, the tickle to that's my a, fancy, that's the tickle to my fancy, <laughs> the pajama to my bees. Wait, no, the knees to my bees, the, <laughs> uh, the pajamas to my cats. There you go. <laughs> And uh, maybe in the few, maybe in uh, one of our next episodes or something, we'll give a shout out to all the people who have subscribed. I know we did that one time. I don't know if we're going to keep doing that, but we'll we, see. We do shout outs on the main content. Ah, shout outs on the main content. There we go. Let's go. All right, cool. Maybe well, we should like do every episode. We just direct it to somebody on the list. Wait, so this episode is dedicated to Steven, and we just like talk to Steven oh. if he's if he's there, <laughs> and just like. <laughs> Steven, we know you didn't care about sample rate, but we're going to answer it for you. Okay, Steven? <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Well, yeah, subscribe to DK's YouTube. Watch his Twitch live streams. And, uh, yeah, we'll call it good there. DK, sign us off. Happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. Stay saucy.